0: welcome back Bet birds golf 2023 players championship betting preview here with my friend andy molitor andy how are we doing bud good happy to it's a good week this
1: is it's a lot going on this week even if you throw out the xfl games which i might <laughs> you still have the players you have like 19 conference tournaments going on at one time and I mean, I guess the NBA is happening. I'm cheering. I don't know if you're actually. I suppose you're a Celtics fan. Never mind. It's actually I'm- the o- only
0: team that I'm uh, my my Celtics. So, uh, yeah, big time for you though. College hoops. College hoops is uh, is cranking up. We're going to 11 on college hoops. And also,
1: uh, for anybody who remembers, I went to the waste management. Um, and February and March, if, if something is the 10th of February and it's a Wednesday, then it's the 10th of March is also a Wednesday. So uh, when I went to Waste Management, I booked a ticket to fly down. Then I booked a ticket to return. And that return flight was on, let's say, February 11th or whatever it was. Actually, you know what? It was the 10th, I think. It was Friday, February 10th. But I booked that ticket for Friday, March 10th. I didn't want to stay down there for over a month, so it's funny I'm getting emails. I never did cancel it; it was cheaper just to buy another ticket. So now I'm getting emails about like, "Hey, it's almost time to check in. Hey, do you want to upgrade your seat?" So maybe I just go to Scottsdale tomorrow because I I already paid for the return flight. I feel like I'm losing money on this, but I think Florida a Florida swing trip is in order. One of these times, and you did uh, you did do some you did do some golfing down at least further away from where we're at.
0: Yeah, got down uh, 90 holes in five or in four days is uh, a lot of off. 18, 18, 36, and 18. Um, and actually, the body's holding up surprisingly well. Uh, I did not think it would, but um, it was a great time. I lost the uh, cumulative. We all had you know, um, handicap adjusted scores. Uh had a complete, and I say this with, uh, Nothing but respect. Delusional, passionate data guy that was, you know, like traveled with a whiteboard that we put in like the main room. We had three connecting rooms. It was an eight man trip. Uh, We would come in, do a blind draw post round to determine who your playing partner was. Uh, Lots of money at stake, uh, closest to the pins, all those things. I drove it exceptionally well. It was a full Luke list um, week for me, Andy. I I teed a green. It was pretty good off the tee, really good. I could not make anything putting wise, but uh, hey, good to get out and golf and definitely good to get the juices flowing to start the year. And uh, it's actually a commemorative hat from the trip. Uh, it's an annual trip for us, so uh, good times had by all, uh, especially the winner uh, of the trip. So, I'll get some. I'll
1: get some rounds in here eventually. Although uh, I did go to the sporting goods store the other day with my son. Just to, it's my birthday next month. So I just point it like the golf section and then you go to the grilling section and just point out like, hey, remember these things when mom takes you shopping, because these are some these are some things that are cheap than I want. So <laughs> I'm getting ready for the season. But, yeah, we're getting ready. for This is like the start of uh, for the real, real, real season. You know, like you have the Sony, you have the bullshit before the Super Bowl the Amex and all that stuff is great. And the, the fact that we have elevated events obviously changes a lot about yeah. that part of the season. It used to be a much worse part of the season, but even with the elevated events, it's still this is the players you're a month away from the masters. And then essentially you have every four to five weeks, you have a major and then you end up in the playoffs. So like this, this five month stretch really kind of is it. And this has always been kind of the, you know, uh, the spot where it's like, Hey, Springs here, The players, uh, you know, obviously we didn't have the elevated events before. So it's like, shit, this is like our first really good field. Although it's been fun. I don't don't know. I can't say, I can't actually say that the elevated events don't take away from this. Because they do. Having 10 essentially players level fields outside of this will take away from this a little. But it still is like, uh, there's a little more prestige to winning this for uh, especially the top golfers who are trophy hunting and, you know, have 15, 20, 30 wins on tour. Like this is a little more prestigious still than obviously winning like the, you know, the Amex or something earlier in the season. So it's still, it still holds some gravitas there. And I think obviously you're, it doesn't matter what the pub, you know, what the purse was, you'd have everyone down here.
0: Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. That I want to ask too, because we talked about like the Honda getting, you know, Bob, uh, kind of stuck in the middle of all these elevated events. And now that we're kind of here, it feels like maybe this one's lost a little bit too. I do think your point is correct though. Like at the end of the day, in terms of like mantle collecting, you know, these guys stacking up trophies on their mantle, you want to have the golden guy. Um, I think they're going going away with the golden boy this year, whatever it is, but uh, you want to have that on your mantle. Uh, so I do think it does mean a little bit more than say, you know, a waste management, even though the purses are getting closer it just is the, the thing that kind of sticks out is the fields. This used to be the place where we'd get everyone for the first time for the most part, and we've kind of had that. We've been spoiled uh, for what's been going on with uh, leading into this on the designated event side. But again, it is a very interesting track. I think it is one that builds, brings in everyone together. Pete die tracks do that. Uh, it is definitely positional golf. Uh, it does force you to, Avoid the water, the redesign a couple of years ago, and actually the shift from May to March is also pretty drastic too, in terms of you know how this course plays a little bit differently. But really anyone's on the table here. There's not like you can't really bomb and gouge this on purpose. And I think that makes it a, probably one of the more difficult courses and events to handicap because there's not one type of golfer, there's not one type of skill sets. I think we've seen historically that course history. Doesn't really matter here. And we've seen like even last year, like half of the top guys missed the cut. It's very, very much a wide open event.
1: Yeah. um, And yeah, let's talk about the kind of the, let's start with that. Let's start with the the course and like what matters here and you'll look and it's like, Hey, off the tee really matters here, but it is, it's not a driving contest. It's not a spot where, you know, people are going to be able to rip it or even just shape longer shots with their drivers. There's a lot of, you know, similar to last week where it's not just like forced layups, but it's forced like big layups and it's forced like you have to find your spot on the fairway here. And like, there's a lot, of, obviously it's Florida. Still, we have plenty of water in play. You have plenty of it's Pete dies. So you have these long extensive bunkerings. Like there's a lot of trouble to get into. So, you know, it, it's tough to just look at off the tee numbers and use that, uh, you know, rear facing like how how are you off the tee because so much of that is going to come at courses where you know people are using their driving distance to gain strokes on the field like hey i'm i'm cam what, cam young yeah cam young i'm trying to think of the right cam like i'm just gonna bomb it and if it you know at, at courses like that you're gonna just pick up so many strokes gained on spots like that that you're off the t numbers are gonna look better whereas like Hey, that doesn't really translate here, or we need to be digging down, and it's almost like Ron does, where he's building some of these, you know, uh some of these weighted models by hand, taking into a bunch of things and looking at some of the context and pulling out maybe some of the some of the stops that don't make sense to use the numbers for, but it is kind of total accuracy where it's like you know, not only Not only finding the fairway, but the the stuff that doesn't find the fairway. How is that doing if you're looking at good drives gained and seeing, like, are you able to find the green? You know, that probably indicates that a lot of your, you know, a lot of your stuff that didn't find the fairway was first cut or not in the water. Because if you hit your tee shot in the water, like the greens and regulation goes to, I mean, probably zero. I mean, there's some par fives, I guess, where you could you could accidentally luck your way into something if it was shorter. But it's, it is it is going to come down to a little bit of that. Uh, I mean, a huge part of this is going to be accuracy off the tee and just staying out of trouble. And it's funny, too, because you think, like, you know, it's all connected. All the stats is a, like this, like a skeleton, because, you know, it's not, not three putt avoidance, but just like opportunities gained. You know, if, if you're doing the things that matter off the tee and you're finding yourself with, uh, you know, reasonable second shots or you're a good, uh, you know, you're a good long irons player, there's going to be a tons of shot over over 200 yards here just with some long par fours and the par fives. Like, if you're doing those things, the opportunities gained will happen. So it's it's funny because there is some double counting in everything you do here, but it's, it was a little bit of a struggle for me to put a model together this week.
0: It is and looking at notes from years past too and trying to feel like, all right, what's super sticky? It's hard. It's harder than almost anywhere else. Um, you do get into the double counting. Um that's okay. I think this is a week to go and like just strip it way back. Um I think there are always a couple different ways to build models and to build betting cards in terms of do I really pick with like a singular skill set? I feel that I'm dialed in on what matters here and I want all my guys to come from that bucket. Or do I count for the fact that I'm probably wrong somewhere and I want to kind of like match different skill sets so that if this starts to play really well or this matters more this week with how the weather cuz the weather's always an issue here. We know we've seen some crazy winds uh at this event the last couple of years too that impact things. Um if I'm wrong, then I'm kind of covering my bases. I have some outs with guys that kind of profile this way versus the other way. So um, I'm kind of singular for the most part this week. Uh, That's really, I think a a tricky thing to do. I don't think that that's necessarily, I'm not sitting here confidently saying like, that's the right way to play uh, a betting card at TBC Sawgrass. It just is a really hard event to cap. Um, I think, like I said, the overseeding that's happened here in the last couple of years, the way that these greens run where they're not true Bermuda um the fact that you know used to have even fewer drives the driver off uh the tee because these fairways were so firm and fast that you could get yourself in trouble with a good shot i think that happens a little bit less here than years past to play a little bit softer scoring conditions are out there you got to take advantage of the par fives because par threes are hard they're long probably one of the harder sets of par threes on the tour and you got to make birdies where you can so um you know This is a, it's just a tricky one. It's a tricky one. And we're dealing with a loaded field as well, but we've seen winners come down the board too, Andy. So even though we have a loaded field, we always have a loaded field here. I know we've kind of shifted taking more shots in these elevated events at the top uh, because of the loaded fields, but that hasn't always been the case of what's won here. And this place has always had a loaded field.
1: Yeah. And I mean, we went and we kind of put ourselves up there and said, it's really hard to make a case for someone down the board last week and then someone 200 to one, one, but <laughs> honestly, you looked at like, uh, cause you know, we get towards the end. It's like, man, are we having an eight guy playoff? And he would have been the only name in there that wasn't uh, a, a fairly big name. Like it, it was just uh one and you know, picking one golfer that far down the board is difficult. It wasn't a spot where I was going to spray a bunch of 201. to one. So, I know some people who did bet Kiriyama, and congrats to them. I just apparently I didn't see it, and um, I'm kind of of the same mind this week. This is this is tougher. I mean, this is a tougher place to play. I think it does kind of. Uh, I don't want to say reward because it punishes everyone, but it is a spot where it's you know it's it's built. It's built for the best players. It's gonna be difficult. And you know, like we already talked about, you can't overpower the course. I I pulled up Ron's preview. There was something I wanted to mention. It was the third fewest number of drives over 300 yards at only 23%. The driving distance well below tour average here. It's just it absolutely takes takes the longer drivers out of it. And I know the the move, you know, Ryan mentioned this used to be in May. Now it's in March. It's slightly different. From an agronomical standpoint, whereas the fairways don't run as fast, which was kind of an issue too. If you tried to overpower it, and you would find your, you know, hey, there's a really good tee shot that's gonna bounce into a damn lake because it's just running so fast. So that takes away a little of that, but it's still not a place where you can bomb and gouge. So it's going to be heavy approach, like always, oh, heavy long iron approach, heavy. You know, it once you're finding the greens, not screwing up a, a longer putt because three-putt avoidance is huge on fast greens like this. If if you can't lag putt normally, you're going to have a hell of a time here because these run quick, and, you know, saving par is awful hard when you're three-putting.
0: Like, uh, yeah. Three-putting here, you're in trouble because these are actually not very big greens either, so you shouldn't have, um, you know, a, a bunch of opportunities like last week where lag putting really came into play. It basically felt like a lag putting contest. On Sunday, yeah. and uh, Kiriyama did a hell of a job mm-hmm. doing that. So, you know, the familiar names at the top, um, you know, and you mentioned too, like, even the distribution of approach, Andy, is just like there's not anything to like pinpoint where sometimes, you're like, you just don't have a lot of short irons in your hand this week, or like, uh, no, everything's kind of in the 150, 175, 150 to 200 bucket. Like, it's fairly even here. Uh, there's you know, a few spots where you know, shorter irons do come into play, where you know bodes well for JT who we know is you know played really well here we've seen that same thing with a a Tom Kim where people think that this is a nice uh, profile course for him but you are going to get into the the 200 to 250 plus bucket at a fairly normal rate as well so you can't even really hone in on specific proximity ranges it just is I think broad brush approach across the board Uh, just really hard to find an edge in narrowing that down as well so in terms of Modeling this week, it's just really, really. I don't know. I think minimal. Um, you know, keep it as simple as possible. You know, approach. I think bogey avoidance matters because that's going to speak to you know combination of you know, staying out of the water, maybe staying out of the bunkers. Uh, scoring on the par fives makes a big difference. You're going to have to scramble because uh, these are smaller greens that are harder to hold. So you got to be able to figure it out. I mentioned the bar green as well. putting that Yeah, 15, I, I think twenty right. foot some range the, is going to make some the difference here.
1: Some of that three putt avoidance too is just—I mean, you, you might see stuff scoot off the green. Like it might be putt yeah. scramble putt. Like it's like you said, it, it's hard to it's hard to end up with an eighty foot lag putt when these greens are so small. But there are spots where it's like these greens are going to struggle to hold putts. I mean, and we saw. God forsake, we see the weather we saw last year, but it, it's not out of the question. Like, we're still in Florida. The weather can still get pretty nasty here. So, yeah, bogey avoidance was super high for me. Um, just I, I used a lot of uh, the stuff I like to use for driving. It's when driving distance isn't key with the good drives gains, the fairways gain, missing left and right. But I see approach and greens and regulation hues. But like you said, opportunities, gains, bogey avoiding and just par 5 efficiency because there's not a ton of places to score and you do have to it's not you know it's not going to be one of those where all the scoring is going to come on the par 5s they're not easy by any means but you're you're going to need to give yourself some birdie looks in these par 5s if you want to compete
0: love it apologies in advance again i have 1998 internet somehow um, so if I'm lagging or if I'm freezing or if, uh, yeah, Andy's going to jump in and talk over on top of me. Cause I, I don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, I'll find folks over at at sure. I, I blame, her. I blame Lori. She's oh, on her way out. She's on her I way still,
1: out. I still blame her. Yeah. I still
0: blame her. So it's a, um... uh, a popular, popular take, uh, around these parts. So, uh, we don't have our defending champ. We do not have, uh, nope. camp Smith, unfortunately, because of, uh, you know, uh, live uh which is unfortunate he was pretty terrific here last year and uh would be a tremendous defending champ it uh, feels like a great place for him to um do what he does because this takes a little bit of everything you do need some magic beans here um let's start at the top we are looking at the familiar names um you know f- depending on where you are you know rory scotty and rom are your top three different prices but pa- basically all around 10 um you know 9 10 11 for most of those guys I kind of feel like we just have to start there. They are, we talk about the top of the board. There definitely is a next tier at the top of the board, but they have somewhat separated themselves. Uh, Are we going there at all this week, Andy?
1: I mean, two thirds of the top of the board was right there last week. But again, if you you said like, hey, I I have Rom Rory and Scotty all pretty similar. And you say, well, I'll take Rom. It looked good for a, a day. But, I mean, he was nowhere near competitive. So, how do you choose between the three? I don't know if you have anything to say about like how to differentiate the top three. I I don't think I can. As far as you know, Rory Rory is a distance guy, and but it's not like the other two are short off the tee. And Rory's Rory's iron play has been pretty pure. Everything about his obviously he's played very well. He won over in on the DP already this year. Roms won. Scotty's won. Like. I don't know what the differentiating factor here is like, if you made me take one of the three guys, I just take the one with the longest odds. I don't, I don't have something like, Oh, I, th- I think, uh, you know, uh, these prices are off by 10% for one of these three golfers. Like yeah. it's, it's probably pretty close to where it needs to be. And like, again, if, if you wanted to make me bet into the, the market at the top, I'd probably, I like, Ram is longer than three some places. I guess I'd have to shop around because they're all pretty close to 10 to 1. And I, I guess I'll I'll just be avoiding that spot again. I hate it. I, I hate taking, you know, like, the guys that are probably implied to win. Like, 30% of these tournaments, one of those guys win. and I'm just going to avoid that and try to find some winners in the other 70%, I guess.
0: Yeah, took a shot last week with Rory and he got in the mix, obviously, which is uh, a good place to be. But yeah, I mean, you feel like a moron pretty frequently when these guys are just always around. They're just always going to be around. So to your point, fine. If you had an inkling, it's really hard, I think, to differentiate. I would say maybe Rom and Scotty, even though Rory has won this recently, Rom Mm -hmm. and Scotty tend to be the safer drivers in terms of good drives gained, fairways. Uh, driving accuracy, so I would probably lean one of those guys and looking at the best odds that you can find would probably be my approach. But I'm also skipping that tier and, uh, uh, like a jackass, moving down to some of the guys in the next tier as well. It's a pretty loaded tier. Um, I've bet Camley here multiple times over the last five years unsuccessfully, multiple miscuts cuts in there. Uh, Justin Thomas was a winner for me here a couple of years ago. A fantastic, fantastic event getting caught in the bad weather wave. and. He has been. We saw last year, even at uh, the PGA at Southern Hills, he is a terrific bad weather golfer. He uh, can probably do as much in terms of being able to move it and shot shape shot shape it uh, both ways. And anyone on this tour, um, and that was going to serve him well here. Uh, you hear players talk about that being important here. And uh, JT can definitely do that. Um, then you kind of get into this Homa morikawa hovlin who also you know tasted a little bit of sunday smoke and couldn't close it at api uh tony finow some majority of the guys that are under 30 again this is a pretty big tier uh, but any of those guys and i guess the next spot catch your eye
1: yeah that's my whole damn card i'm not going long again if i wanted to go long uh you know like some guys that always end up in the spot i'm just jumping ahead to like Bombs. We'll talk about some bombs that I actually like because I feel I've picked a few guys that have placed well as far as like betting a big old long shot into a top 40 top 30 market we'll get to that but like Alex Smalley isn't playing well enough like he fits (laughs) the course. Good irons, but like his his form is just shit. Like I'm I'm not gonna bet a, a big old uh, big old price on him. Will Gordon, kind of the same thing. A lot of the names that keep popping up in those, by the Griffin, Yager, Lashley, Putnam, Buckley, Grillo, like all those big hadwin. Even like and again, he's a winner on tour. At one point, it's very good, but like even Tom Hoagie, I I don't trust him enough with this kind of stacked field because this this middle class is thick. Like Hmm. you have the big three, and that's that's a lot of win equity soaked up by those guys. But like, if you say like thirty percent of the time it's won by one of the big, uh, you know, the big three, which is actually a little high because you should be going something like one divided by eleven, so probably like twenty five to twenty eight percent of the time. I'm gonna round it up to thirty because I don't care. Like of the rest of those seventy percent of the tournament. How many times is that Cantley Homa, Thomas, Morikawa, Shoffley, Hovlin, Dave, Finau, Speeth, Zal, Hatton, Young, you know, Tom Kim, Fitzpatrick, Sung i I'm naming major winners? I'm naming winners on tour this year. Like there, there's the next like 15 guys soak up so much of that win equity. And again, it's gonna be hard to find. Some long, long shots here. I I can make some cases for those, but like short list right off the bat was probably for me. Hovland, I like how he played last week, despite some long term, you know, inconsistency in the irons and obviously chipping. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't play Xander last week, but I have him eyed up this week because he's a little deeper than some of the other prices. And then, I mean, is Jason Day one we're gonna feel dumb not having like a Masters ticket on? Like that's another one too, where you look at the form and he's just kind of on the ascension. He's playing how he used to play and he's just played really good golf lately. And, um, you know, the shorter, short ish term for on like in my form model, which is uh, more tilted towards long-term, but it takes into short-term form. He's crept his way into the top 10 now. And he's definitely a good enough irons player decent enough course fit here where being over 30 to one is probably a bet for me too. And uh, I guess my, my favorite and I would bet him at 25, I think. And the prices are higher than this is Tony Fino, like Tony Fino. That was my first click. That's first bet. All I want. It's just a really good fit. Really good golfer. The form is obviously high enough. The iron play greens and regulations top five over a decent enough sample size. And when I put everything in for my course fit model, he was number one. So number one of the bullet, I'd bet him down to 25, but you can get better prices than that for sure.
0: We are united across the board. Uh, I I played that first thing uh, Monday morning as well. I know Ron played that. Uh, There are 28s still out there. If you have bet, Chris um, 31, 31, 51. Um, Pinnacle's got a 30 as well. But, you know, domestic-wise, there are multiple books with uh, with 28 still on Tony. So, yeah, and you mentioned that. Like, just, it's just kind of all there. It's all It all checks um, a lot of boxes, even though the course history has not been great. But, like, I just don't think it, it matters at all this week. I don't. No, even you, Xander, you mentioned
1: that off the top. You said, like, this hasn't been a place where course
0: history has mattered all that much. Not even a little bit. Like, Xander, second here in his debut. He's got three straight miscuts ever since. Like I don't know. Like there's you can't. There's no way you can tell me that Xander can't play this course tremendously well. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't worry about it. Finau's course history is very very similar. So uh, yeah, Finau was my first uh, in terms of reshuffling. Uh, first click there. Uh, I got down early. We bet uh, if you were not a subscriber, this is an opportunity for you to uh, to feel a little FOMO. We got forty six on Homa. Um, during the week of the Farmers. So he was out, you know, getting close to closing the door on the Farmers. This was one of those places, other than other majors, that had some early odds. And um, I grabbed a 46 on, on Max, just knowing that number and we we're kind of getting away from anything uh over 40 for max across the board regardless of the course regardless of west coast east coast whatever it is uh and obviously seeing him you know open here for the most part at, you know 20 or shorter uh feels like a pretty good early number there too um i also fired on morikawa uh, at the same time i did fino 28 uh, looks like there are 25s still out there if you're looking to get down on morikawa just Again, just a bell. We've rung a lot here, and for all the same reasons. Probably in terms of the elite guys, he lacks a little bit of distance, but he just paints fairways, and we know that the ball striking is tremendous. Uh, I, I feel good about the putting gains, and like he's just been knocking on the door too much to not get home. And God, you just feel pot committed at a certain point where you feel like I've been on this guy for a reason. This still feels like a great fit for him. We know fairways matter. I got to go back to Morikawa. So, uh, in terms of things that are still out there, Finau and Morikawa are my shots at the top of the board.
1: Yeah, I bet a thirty-three on Finau. Like that one's in the account. I'm happy that that's still available. If you're you're an offshore, if you're a filthy offshore player like me, and you can get on uh, Bet Online, like you said, even uh, Bet Chris is thirty-one. There's thirties at DraftKings. Like, <clears throat> like I said, I I would have him. At Morikawa's price or better. I I think you're he's bettable down to twenty five to one. Yeah. Uh, Xander. Now normally you're a Xander guy, and this is another one too where he's going to be twenty five in a lot of places. But I found uh, another spot where I can get Xander at thirty. Hmm. I have yes. him again, like the form top ten greens and regulation iron play approach everything else top ten course fit very high. And there's another one where I'm not even looking at. uh I'm not looking at uh, any sort of course history at this one. I did look a little at comp courses or places where, you know, you do need to be accurate off the tee. I haven't plenty high there. I I can't, uh, I probably can't quit him. I've never had much luck. I think the only bet I've ever won on Xander was again, I've mentioned this like a two to one or plus it was like plus 250 and it was uh any american to win the gold medal at the olympics and that was basically like getting win equity plus like all my morikawa plus some other win equity with the other guys and not exactly how i pictured winning that bet but i I can never get this guy right so are are you on him or off him and tell me you
0: i'm always good with someone being on him i I he's not like off for me i'll have finishing position bets um, I feel like we might get some value because you might see some course history baked into some of that stuff a little bit um, wow. this is a again I just don't think it matters again he showed he play here he got a second the first time out um, so he got caught in the bad weather and so like I just don't think that that matters a, a whole lot so he just doesn't do anything poorly we talked about it last week when we were looking at API and it's like we don't always classify him when we're talking about elite iron players he just is. He like he is yeah. tremendous yeah. in short irons, which matter here, long irons, which matter here from the rough. He's one of the best in terms of like strokes gained on approach from 150 plus. Are we gonna have a lot of those here this week? So yeah, there's just no reason to to not be on Xander. He was in the mix a little bit heading into to Saturday and then just had a, a really bad weekend. But uh yeah, no problem. I think you might get a little bit of discount in the matchup field. So didn't bet him out right. Again, I told myself, I'm going light here because I need to go light here every year. I always have it on my notes. I bet three futures, you know, early outrights, and then yeah. fired four on the board Monday morning. So it's like, not a light card. Uh, it, seven outrights is heavier than I typically have. So uh, he is not on the card, but uh, no problem with with him being on anyone's. Yeah, I'm,
1: uh, I'm not as light as I have been in, in weeks past. I feel like I've done a few weeks where I've only had two or three. I'm going to likely have five here um it's just gonna be a little more price shopping for me but Xander, another one where i got it at 30 um, i think that should be someone who's down in the more range so getting a little bit of a, a discount and then victor hovland more so i don't know uh, do you ever feel like you, you bet someone and they played well and didn't win and then you just go back to the well that's because like i mentioned it's not the same course it's tougher the field's pretty similar though but the fact that we saw a little bit of luck i mean to be fair getting it's like the luck counteracts the stupidity and the bad ideas like i feel like it evened out and if he just played some normal golf for once like hovland would would win or win more but uh there's there's another price here where it's it's above 30 for me at, at chris and I, I did take some Victor Hovland. He was somebody I bet last week. I it was funny too going in to the final round. I believe he was tied for the lead. I had no, I I mean I had no faith in that cashing. and it wasn't just because like <clears throat> it was Victor Hovland. There are just so many big names. Like it's one thing to be tied for the lead with like a four shot gap. I mean, but the 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 chasers and yeah. as many chasers there were at like minus seven. It was like, you know, if this happens, it happens. I'll be happy. But, man, I'm not putting much faith in Victor. So hopefully just uh, finds that luck off the fairway, out of the bunkers, chips a little better, and finds himself in the same position again because it's a similar number, I suppose. But I bet him at 32 over at Chris. So that's um, it's probably somebody I'm going to play down in these events year after year if he continues to have this kind of skill set. That he's I'm looking right now. Obviously, Irons play. <clears throat> I do like a combined Irons metric where I take in some proximity. I take in a SG approach. I take in uh, greens and regulation. I take in some different proximity ranges based on like the event and kind of the buckets that we're going to be falling into the most and do a combined one. And he didn't, you know, he didn't grade out as good as some of these other guys, obviously. But the rest of the. The game kind of is there. The form obviously is fine. And the course fit was high enough that I played him here too. Just And it's kind of just playing some hot hand as well.
0: Yeah, took an aggressive line. I don't know if that was 14 or 15, found the water. Because, yeah, no one really ran away with anything on Sunday. It was there for him to take, even though he wasn't playing particularly sharp. So no problem going back there. He was on the card last week too, just uh, not back for me. This week, again, I took a couple shots and mentioned the max. Forty-six. That was long gone, obviously. um Also, early or late January took uh, Tom Kim here and Will Zalatoris. Both were thirty-six. Both are not far off of what's available now. Like Zalatoris is still thirty-five on DraftKings, so I, I thought what's happened in some other places is what would happen. So thirty-six on Zal was not necessarily. It's again better than anything else out there. So I feel like that's still a decent number and it just. Whatever, man, Zalatoris is my good Aaron Wise. We just, ball striking anytime approaches, really prominent piece of the puzzle. I think we have to consider Zalatoris. So here we are. Tom Kim has not been playing particularly well, but we haven't really been in a stretch of Tom Kim courses, right? Like they have been places where, you know, you need distance at API. You need distance at the Genesis. You need distance at Farmers. And, you know, he hasn't really had strong finishes comparatively and when we think about where he played well last year at the windham and travelers and some others like he those are courses where he just could find fair ways and get it done on the approach and he ran high with the putter so um, this feels like a tom kim type of track year in and year out moving forward poor man's colin morikawa in terms of the skill set i think so I got Tom Kim at 36. That is not the best of the number for sure. That market has obviously been impacted by the recent form. 40s are still out there. MGM, 42 on Chris, uh, 37 on FanDuel. Obviously I'm fine with, you know, holding with my, my 30, uh, 36. Again, like he hasn't been particularly good, but I feel like this is a better fit than anything he's seen in the last month plus.
1: Yeah. I was hoping he made the short list, didn't make the cut for me just can't bet everybody. I was hoping for more of a discount because of the poor form. I was hoping for 50. Didn't get it. The best price right now is like a 44, which is close, real close to maybe playing a little bit of a FOMO pick on him, but yeah, just, just poor form, tough, tough course, you know, first time through some of these places for him. And it's, uh, it's such a tough field that I'd, I'd want 50 on Tom Kim. um, If I, you know, to, to add to the card, because I think, sure. you know, if I didn't have already have four or five guys, I'd, I'd give it a lot more consideration was close on him. Um, Zal, same thing, pretty close, kind of missed some of the numbers. I think you can maybe get a, I mean, what what, what, what did you say the best Zalatoris price currently was? I think 30, 33, maybe 37 at Chris Whoa. 30. Yeah. 35 on DraftKings
0: domestically. Still really good number um 40 on bet online god i'm gonna have like seven all right (laughs) i think (laughs) it's honestly kind of the way to play the week uh i think like you know you know i love my degenerate like t40 parlays they're just not gonna be involved for me this week it's just so easy for these top guys to miss cuts um it's just such a tricky play. so similar to me for what i did a lot last week with api part of that was you know travel and vacation but i think just sprinkling a little bit more outright wise is probably, I don't know. It's not a bad way to go this week, to be honest. It's just really hard to to cap finishing positions because literally anything's on the table.
1: Yeah, and I mean, Sal just played poorly last week too. It's I had amazing. him in a, I had him in a matchup versus someone that wasn't. None of my matchups were particularly close. I went two and one, and the two that won cashed on the cut line pretty easily, and the one that lost was Zal just never competing with Cam Young, I and mean, that mm-hmm. that was kind of a five-stroke lead the whole time. So uh I would like to see a little better play at the AP API because it's not a true comp course, but the comp can be made for the T shot play. Sure. Like very similar to that. <clears throat> and that is why I'll probably be going with Tyrell Hatton. Um you can find 40s, maybe 50s if you shop around. I still haven't actually bet this I'm waiting for the best price. I'm put, kind of putting some feelers out there. I might have to bet this at a legal book to get the best of the best. But it was another spot where I bet against him at the Waste Management. It uh, didn't work out a lot of it. He played really good, but also I bet against Machine with Shane Lowry, who is just absolute dog shit right now. Um, so kind of a, another one of those matchups that lost by 100 strokes, which – doesn't cost any more it's same amount of money you lose so at least it's just <laughs> it's just injury to your pride but uh and it, the way he did it there and I know way way different course in Arizona compared to the Florida swing but he's just been so good tee to green and the fact that he did it last week again gaining almost five strokes off the tee and kind of a comp course where you you have to use some of the same tactics off the tee again so uh, TD Green gained seven strokes last week, finished fourth at the API. Like, if he puts okay and scrambles, you know, at a decent level, he's top tening this, and you can probably find a 50 if you poke around enough. I'm I'm annoyed that I'm finding only 40 as my best price right now, but he has been bet down at Chris. He's 30 <clears throat> at Chris. I guess I'll I'll have to open three more books here to see what else we got the annoying thing is a lot of these places just copy each other and you don't end up with a you don't end up with a lot of differential differentiation i gotta get uh god what's the one that just had a mess
0: was it points bet this week that just was all over the place you we gotta get you in the monday morning thing because monday morning i think is the only time where you do have some differentiators before they all kind of fold in on each other yeah. um you just you do see some pretty wild uh discrepancies in terms of uh openers. Yeah, domestically I'm looking at a 35 for Hatton on DraftKings is the best of the bunch. Um there are 30s in some spots. Um yeah 35. so I like it. I like it. If I didn't have so many to be honest, um if I hadn't fired you know futures on Zal or Tom Kim like Hatton I like total driving which I think matters and total driving yep. is kind of a noisy stat mm-hmm. in terms you know just basically combining distance and accuracy rankings so it's not it's definitely not a perfect stat but he's really good i think he's tied for the the lead actually so he's gonna find fairways that matters here has enough distance to hang we know he's tremendous with long irons that's why he continues to pop at api he's just he's a really good golfer that we just don't see enough for you know us to be um you know a guy that we are always locked in because he plays a lot on the, the dp world tour but yeah he's he's a really good play, and I like the number quite a bit. Still leaving at thirty-five. Yeah, I found a I found a forty.
1: I'm gonna add that right now. I don't I don't think I'm gonna find anything better. Like you said, if the, if the domestic numbers are already past that, yeah, one half of a unit on all of them. All bet the same this week. If anyone was wondering on that. So those five. That's probably my card. Um, I'm struggling, very much struggling, not adding Salatoris. And Tom Kim at those prices 37 uh, and 45 at Chris right now, whereas other places are a lot lower. I 40 on Zal at Ben Online, like I mentioned, 40 and 45 on Zal and Tom Kim are awful tempting. I wouldn't blame anybody if you took those, but for me, I think it's uh, I think I'm, I'm sticking with it. Hatton at 40. Um, honestly, the two at Chris were the exact same price. Day and Hovland were both plus thirty-two fifty-one. 32 51 because they like to do things like that and have weird numbers. And then Xander at 30, Tony at 33. That's
0: probably the probably the card. And then it's time to move over to matchups for me. It's a good card. Um, I took two more, a little bit longer down the board. I think you've probably seen them. If you haven't seen them, I know sure as shit, you can guess one of them. Oh, God. numbers collapsed. It is not where it was first thing Monday morning. It was 66. He shouldn't be at 66 anymore. He shouldn't be at 66 here. And the market has fallen in a little bit on, uh, on that. It's, uh, there are, we're down to 40 in some spots, which is, uh, short 41s. So looks like there's a 50 out there at, uh, at MGM. He's even 40 at Chris. Che. Nope. We grew up in oh, the same I'm... nape of the neck. Mm.
1: Uh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm I'm drawing a blank here on who you got then. Keeks, Keegs, Keings, Oh god. There's still there's still 40s out there. Um let me see let me see where Keegs falls in my pricing.
0: Not that far down. He's never going to, is he? God, this guy. Um it's been really like I think about what he does really well. And he like the putting's improved. It's always been putting, but like yeah. the approach game's great. He finds fairways. ways, really good off the tee. He's you know, fifth year last year. We have three straight years of you know 29 it was his worst but like 7th 16th 29th 5th I think he just does fit what works here and uh you know was in the mix again last weekend does it again like he just kind of shows up got really hot on Sunday and put himself you know close to the top 10 you know got in the clubhouse uh like I think t78 so just playing really good golf um and I think he obviously likes this spot so uh, Keegan, especially if he's going to keep opening at 66, 60, it's just better than that, to be honest. Um, he's not closing the door, uh, obviously. So still lo- cashing lo- losers, but uh, you know, I just think he's better than than 66 at open.
1: Yeah, I haven't been a decent spot for course fit. <clears throat> Some other guys that were high course fit guys for me, a little further down the board. Obviously, Henley, like he is every goddamn week. Yeah. Tom Hoagie, like you mentioned, if you really, if you want to take, you know, ten bucks and put it on a deep shot, like you can get Hoagie triple-digit numbers for sure. Obviously, the same with Hanley. should be, these should be hundred to ones or more. Yep. Um, really, really, really want a huge number. David Lipsky, uh, the form sucks, but the fit looks good, and he's like a four hundred to one. I'm trying to, I should, I should just look. I'm going to sort only by my my course fits and see if there's some just. Big old bombs. Smalley again, the same thing. Horrible form, great fit. Um, ben Griffin, yeah, decent, Griffin. decent enough form. Iron play isn't there, but the course fit is nice. So, I won't add any bombs. But these are some guys maybe to start looking at for top forty. If you, you know, if you want to dig in some of those guys and make a case for yourself to bet, bet them in a top forty spot or to make the cut on places that have extensive on, i think i think every book should have to list all to make the cut yes or no for everybody i know like, give, me, give me all of them like i i want to i want to bet like you know whatever whatever you want to give me on like ryan brem to make the cut because like, that's just, i think you might be able to find some like super high variance guys if we dug in on that and maybe make some plus cv bets into that market but for the most part it just it's usually just top names the last
0: guy that I had that I played is a guy that's been playing really well. I think he's tied with uh, Terrell Hatton in terms of total driving so far this season. Played great golf on the West coast, although he typically does most of his damage uh, in the Southeast. And that is Keith Mitchell um, Mitchell at uh, 60 as well, which I think is mostly still available to be honest. where's we uh, see where uh, Mitchell's moved a little bit. There's 55 still out there on Mitchell um, just playing really good golf and I'm not really giving that any weight, uh, but I just I like how he's playing. I like his fit. If he's gonna find fairways, continue to play the golf he's been playing. Yeah, thirteenth year last year missed the cut the year before. Again, that's just kind of the mo of of this course. Um, you know, a couple other cuts made here uh, historically. So yeah, Keith Mitchell that fills out my card. It's a big one, but I just again the the three futures kind of changed the game for me. I definitely wasn't gonna uh, pass on some of these numbers at Open on Monday as well. So. Uh, just kind of there's we kind of did skip for the most part that mid tier in terms of like you know 35s down to you know 50s for the most part. Um it's a pretty loaded field as well, but uh you know, none of those guys are really catching my eye. But we've seen longer. Yeah, like I c- I can't bet Ricky Fowler,
1: I can't bet no. Cameron Young here. Uh his skill set is maybe not super you know, super um set up for the spot. Especially at that price. Matthew Fitzpatrick, I still worry a little bit of the injury stuff. Same thing with Spieth grabbing his back. Lowry has played like garbage. Connors just Connors is a top 20 play if you really want to play him. Honestly, I'd say the same same thing for Keith. Like you got a good enough number, whatever. But like Keith Mitchell for me, I'd play a top 20. I like yep. him enough. Um, that's not a bad look. Uh Sahith, a little further down. He's another one I d- I don't hate here top 20, and hopefully he does well, because I pulled a pretty good Rainmaker on him. By the way, Cal tricked me into playing Rainmakers. Now I'm, <laughs> I'm playing Rainmaker DFS now. I bought so many <laughs> cards yesterday. The best part was he paid like $2,000 for a pack and got, um, you get like a Legend, or you get a Rainmaker card, and it was like Rich Beam. Oh, something. no. Something horrible. Like He got some really good ones. He, he has some really good cards, but there's there's got to be no worse feeling than paying a lot of money for this, you know, these playable DFS cards and getting, I mean, one of mine, one of my better ones, like a higher tier card was Mike Weir. Like that's Mm. not, that's not good. No, he's playing once a year. (laughs) Can't be using that. So anybody, I mean, DM me if you're looking for a uh, (laughs) elite uh, Mike Weir card, I've got that for you. So, Oh, um, I'll be maybe some out. passionate
0: Canadians watching that just have you know fanboy out and... oh, or
1: passionate Swedes. I think I pulled every Swedish player, I have Blix, Peterson, uh, Henry, like every every Swedish player I have as well. So,
0: as a uh, half Canuck left hander, I definitely love myself some like we were back in the day. So, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie, but yeah, he's uh, a
1: very good golfer in 1994,
0: yeah. like terrific.
1: Yeah, I know the the best part is uh, it has these stats for each golfer, and it's like handedness, left, you know, which is fun. But um, rookie status, no. Oh yeah, thanks for letting me know, Mike. We are not a rookie. He turned pro when I was in like second grade, guys. So, <laughs> uh, with that, yeah. Uh, again, get in the Discord if you really want to get some of this stuff early. Ryan and Ron are great about posting early numbers on Sunday and Mondays, a lot of that, not a lot of it, almost all of it moves your way for sure. You guys are great at picking off the early numbers. And not only that, before with, with the majors and the fifth major like this, you're going to see them picking off early numbers like you were able to with the Max Homa. I mean, the best Max Homa number right now is what? 20. Tw- 20? Yep. And you guys got them at 46 a few weeks back. That's stuff you can turn on your notifications for if you're in the members' Discord right now, because it is the 49th playing of the players, Uh, full year memberships are $49 off. Just go to betsportsgolf.com. You can also take advantage of just a monthly sub. If you want to grab some of that as well, just try it out. But the, uh, yeah, the $49 off will be throughout the week. If you have any questions on that DM me at Andy MSFW, he's Ryan Noonan at R Y Noonan on the Twitter. Uh, I'll catch you guys next week. And, uh, If you're on the YouTube, hit the thumbs up, guys. Good luck, everyone.